Thanks for listening to the daily podcast of Holmberg's Morning Sickness. It's being brought to you in part by your Valley Chevy dealers. Drive away in a new Chevrolet this President's Day. Visit valleychevy.com for details. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Friday. It is the Morning Sickness. It's 545. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady Bogan, Brett Fessley, Big Dick Toledo. Off and running for the final day of the week and ready for it to happen. That's a good thing. We're all, I think, assuming this one's going to fly by. We'll be fine. Yesterday sucked. Tried to have a nice day there. uh, Golfing with the boss man and Brady and Eric Bryan and... It wasn't because of the weather or anything. It was just uh, Eric and Trip fought the entire time. Oh, controversy. Oh, we, and Trip ended up uh, face down in the grass. It was terrible. That's no joke. <laughs> Trip confirmed my theory that people with... Uh, you tried to kill Trip. I tried to kill Trip. Uh, people with great wealth can't get dirty. It's impossible. They wear light-colored clothes. If you've ever been to a place where rich people hang out, the older ones are all in white pants. Now, if I wore white pants, for, I'd already have them all dirtied up. In two minutes, I'd have something on white pants. Old ladies wear white pants, and if they're poor, they have uh, dirt on them somewhere. If they're wealthy, those white pants stay wealthy. Well, Tripp had a pair of light, uh, like khaki pants on yesterday. and uh, Freshly dry clean. At one point, we'll tell why in a second, he absolutely ate <laughs> on the golf course and was face down in the grass. <laughs> <laughs> he got up. It, grass was wet. It's green as can be. Looks at the paint. Not even like a wet dot. Nothing. And he hit the dirt hard, as far as I understand. I was facing the other way. It was a slow motion tumble. <laughs> Which usually leads to more grass. Like, not a no. grass. Another. So what <laughs> happened was I had the golf cart, and I was dicking around trying to you know four-wheel it off of a curb. And the particular golf carts at this course at the Biltmore were a little lower than normal. So I high-centered it on a curb. I need a little weight and some push in the back. We'll get that thing moving in no time. Took a wrong turn on the path. Yeah, I went off, and I'm up over a curb, so i got to jump down on a curb. And I backed up over it, thinking that I had enough speed that the whole thing was just, but it just, it just ground up high center. So I'm giggling. I'm like, oh, I'm stuck now. And so Brady and uh, Boss Man Trip get behind the cart, and I just floor it. I'm gassing it. You know, i got to go. So they give me a little push. I catch some traction. I'm going 15 miles an hour. And I just see Eric Bryan's face. Like, he's laughing. I hear Brady going, oh, oh, oh. And I thought everybody was laughing at how fast I jetted off of the curb. And then I turn my head and I see uh, the corpse of Trip Reeb laying in the grass. I'm oh, like, oh, Jesus. boy. He pushed too hard. And then just gravity beat him to the punch. And he went, he was down. Trip went down. We have a, we have a man down. You know what's amazing about it is the first thing that he checked? His pants. Yep. 
He checked his pants. <laughs> Could have had a compound Did you know why? Or anything? Did you hear why? I'm golfing tomorrow, and I don't have another pair ready because he travels all over the place. Right. I have to wear these again if I golf tomorrow. <laughs> they were spotless. They were. And, I, and he got in the car, and he won't tell me the secret. I think once you go over a threshold of how much money you've got, you can tell other people, here's how you never get dirt on your pants. They never get dirty. He's got cans <laughs> of Scotch Guard. It's what it is. There, there, I think I think there's a thing that goes, welcome. Welcome to the world of everything being Scotch Guarded. You can wear white now. You have enough money. It's crazy. If I wear a white t I almost wore a white T-shirt this morning. Nah. And you know why? I still have to brush my teeth. I knew I'd get gloppy crest all over the... I I can't wear white clothes. I get filthy immediately. Socks even. I'm like, I, I choose the gray ones. I'll take the gray ones. That If they get a little dirty, at least I can say they're gray. I wear black socks all the it's time. It's smart. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It, it's ridiculous. But rich people can wear light-colored pants. Nothing happens to them. It's a fact. I'm convinced. He even got in the cart and he goes, you got a thing about rich people in white pants. Because he's heard me say it before. And I told him, like, your pants aren't dirty. That proof you have millions. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you fall in wet grass and get up dry without a grass stain? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, yeah, your secret's no longer safe, pal. Somebody unlocked it. Rich people have a secret, and they won't tell us. I'm working on it. Someday I hope to have white pants. The day you see me in white pants is the day that my uh, financial advisor said, you've done it. Here's your complimentary bottle of Scotchgard. I think they all just get Scotchgard. Like the day they hit a number. <laughs> when I got my second comma, I got a bottle of Scotchgard. You got a double comma? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Checking account, double comma. Oh, f- yeah. And then you get a pair of white pants from the government and a, a lifetime supply of Scotch Guard. Issued. And a person of color to apply the Scotch Guard. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, it was, and he looked down at his pants because rich people, they deep down know. Do I still have the double comma? And the pants will let you know where your bank account lies because he laid in wet grass and got up dry. It's like the grass went, we don't belong here. I'm so sorry, sir. (laughs) And they blew dry his pants. They actually looked cleaner when he got off the dirt. Amazing. (laughs) And then later, Eric Bryan of PrecisionAirNewACUnit.com. Just throw those names out there for a plug. Turns to Tripp thinking he's having casual conversation and says, because Eric's turning 50 this week. Or next okay. week. And well, at least give it um, a shot of how it was set up. Well, he'd also hit Tripp's ball and then blame Which Tripp is a for that. Big, it's a big know. no-no in golf, and you hit another guy's golf ball. But and he didn't went down and was like, hey, it's a practice ball. He didn't even hit swing. it to, like, as confused as his. He just found a ball and just smashed it some other direction. So he took about five <laughs> seconds. He goes, oh, I go, is that yours? And I go, I think that's, you know, I don't it think It could have been anybody. Right. But and Eric, he looks at it, no, it's a practice ball. <laughs> right. It wasn't a practice ball. It was Tripp's ball, and it said pinnacle on it. And Eric, because he's turning 50, doesn't have his eyesight. Quite right. It kicked in. So kicked evidently in. he was blurry and he just smashed his trip. So he wasn't going to use it again. It could have been anybody's. Could have been somebody on another fairway. But Eric decided, I own this golf course, and he just hits the ball. And then Trip's like, "Where'd my ball go?" And the next thing you know, we're bickering back and forth. And are you kidding me? Did you hit my ball? And it's a big no-no in golf. <laughs> hey, I thought it was a practice ball. And they go back and forth for a minute, and it's like, Jesus Christ, this guy. Next tee box. You know, have it, it's all calmed down a little bit. And Eric turns to Trip and he says, 50, man, I'm turning 50. He goes, and he says it real slow. Trip and loud. Trip, do you remember your 50th birthday? Oh. And I'm like, what a <laughs> dick. 
It's not that old. It was only like four. I, I didn't mean it. I looked and I said, what was it, like 44 years ago? Big deal. The man can remember. And then I'm like, you're just going to oh, wander off dying. into the dead. Oh, dying. I didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> it sounded so fast. <laughs> old man, can you remember your 50th birthday and your name? It was a pleasure playing with yeah. you, Mr. Reed. <laughs> so, needless to say, uh, Precision Air and NewACUnit.com are no longer advertisers on the station. <laughs> Trip has canceled them. I don't care how much money you how have. How much? Do we need them? Isn't Average Joe out there somewhere? Can't we get him? <laughs> Mr. Reeb, do you need some more applesauce? I hate Eric Bryan. <laughs> it was great. A fun day. But the day stunk because it starts raining. It's like 12 degrees. Didn't see that. It was going to be a beautiful Irish golfing day. No, it would have been would have been nice had it not been for all the fighting and trip in the cart with me going, I'm so cold. I'm so cold. I'm like, all right, we'll get you home. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. I can't even remember my 50th birthday. I lied. So, and then he's clean as a whistle. Rich people can't get dirty. <laughs> they wear, they, and they know it. They, they won't let us in. I went to El Charo once before the big remodel, back when everything was dirt. It's a restaurant off of Lincoln. It's legendary. Yeah. And I went there once with some friends, and I looked around. The whole thing is dirt. It was picnic tables. And yeah, all the tables the, yeah, were set the, up on the outdoor. That dirt Whatever outside. that little, uh, the tiny gravel. Whatever. Well, yeah, the decomposed the, the special, granite, yeah. the DG. It's dirt. Dirt and there's picnic tables and these old ladies are sitting in white and I mean ivory, super white clothes and getting up off these picnic tables. I got food all over my pants. It looked like the outfield in the natural. It was just glowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was amazing. I have to go get something else to eat, drink. Would you like anything? I'm like, well, you're gonna get all dirty. No, I'm not. Well, how do you do this? Look at my bank account. Yeah, and my <laughs> pants have double commas in the checking. Oh, double commas in checking is when your pants get. Untouchable. It's amazing. I, I dare you today. Push a rich person into a mud puddle. Watch, they'll get out, and the mud will leap off of them. Especially if they're in white. They're so comfortable in light colored clothes. I don't want to wear white pants because I'm not a boat captain. But still, it's impressive. I'd like to thank uh, Justin and the boys at the uh, Biltmore for being accommodating, and uh, apologize to the pink ladies if we ever. Uh we oh yeah, we kind of crashed their party. Then. Yeah, oh, some sort of season G Coleman thing going on. And... I think it's just the Pink Ladies Golf Lake. I don't, I don't know. know. Brady yelling at anybody this time? Yeah, he. Uh... <laughs> Eric, <laughs> he screamed, "Show your <laughs> to the ladies with the breast cancer." Oh, nice. All right, <laughs> just one, no plural. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't. It was show your boob to a lady who was a, <laughs> a breast cancer awareness tournament that they were having. Brady got drunk and screamed that. The only time he has any fun in life is on that golf course. <laughs> now yelling. Yeah. John Holmberg's morning sickness. The 98. KUPD. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Holmberg's morning sickness. And then yesterday before we left, you weren't in the room. Brady brought uh, his house guest, Dr. Tooth. I met him downstairs, yeah. Oh, did you? He's crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
No, oh, yeah. he knows it. I think you know it. That guy might be crazy. Within seconds, he came in and, and told us of the family rag, which is a towel he and his parents used to use to wipe each other's ass. His asses. grandfather yeah. on the farm. Yeah. yeah. My grandpa had a bucket. They didn't use toilet paper. No, they had old clothes. And you know what? Because you didn't have a toilet paper was for uh, rich people, but they were out in the country, so they didn't really. Oh. This showed up on my phone about 12 minutes later. A news story that says, Mom says she doesn't use toilet paper because they have a shared family cloth. Ugh. So my and phone was listening like, oh, you interested in that? Here's some stories about it. And this lady said exactly what he said. They took old clothes they weren't using anymore and cut them into rags. She's got a bidet. So she hovers over the bidet. It chunks off all the big pieces. And then she dabs with a towel, like a washcloth, puts yep. it in the laundry hamper for the family rags. She said, we've cut up old pajamas and things like that. And then I dab that and put that into the hamper. And then they put it in the washer and reuse the family rags. You don't know which one you're getting. Most of the time they said, uh, you know, he did say they'd boil, you know, put it in boiling water. Whatever. Yeah. If you have a bucket. You got the fire going outside, please, you know. Yeah, if you've got a bucket of <laughs> rags. a cauldron. I don't exactly trust your sterilization program. What do you think Charlie Bucket's mom was doing? She was doing laundry over They there. lived like pigs. I don't want a life like Charlie Bucket's family. It's like, oh, they they had it all figured out. Why don't we do that? But if, I never figured out, oh, that's how they're washing clothes back then. If you can't have toilet paper, I don't trust your boiling water sterilizing situation for your family rags. And then before that, they weren't even sterilizing. They weren't even boiling water. It was uh, a sponge, and they'd have a servant out there in uh, Pompeii. Guy would have a sponge on the this end of the is stick. Pompeii. That's that makes sense. That was before anybody yeah. had a brain. You're talking about a guy who knew the person with the family rag. He was in our room yesterday, Doctor Tooth, and he acted like that was normal. You know how did they used to do it when our grandparents? I'm like, I don't know, but we invented a better way. How did they used to, you know, cure colds? They put leeches on your body. We stopped that. You're in, you're a crazy person to bring up the idea of the family cloth. I wouldn't, when I was, for a while, I was in charge of laundry at my, my house when I was a teenager. And I wouldn't wash my dad's underwear because he swore by tidy whities and he devastated them. <laughs> he braided them. He, he rust-butted them like crazy. Oh. <laughs> and I would, with like, you know, grab it by the waistband out of the thing and place it in a corner by itself. And I got in trouble because I used to wash all of his hankies and his filth-covered underpants separate from everything else. It's the only time I ever separated clothes. That's when I learned about cold water. But I put his in there, hankies and his his poop pants. I swear to God, my dad needed a diaper. I don't know what was going on back there. The guy, he took like six dumps a day and limited amount of time to wipe his ass because it was all falling into his drawers. And, uh, and I would wash those separate. And then I'd run the washer on hot water by itself after all that came out of there because his particles were all over and i don't want to put new our clothes in there just throw bleach in and everything oh, else like, oh, okay. i every right. time it was dad okay. underwear day i did that and he, he got wind of it he's like what are you washing my why is this big pile of my underwear separate from everything else you're wasting water i'm like no uh i'm saving the family from dysentery you've got shit all over yourself every day ah, and then he got mad so he would keep an eye on it and he wouldn't let me run that second wash the washer cycle to get all of his you know disgusting old man out of the washer and so he would watch me do it and i'm like well if you're going to just stand here and watch me why don't you go into the bathroom and go scrub that ass a little bit better so we don't have this problem the big issue here is you toilet then, paper invented in 1857 right, it wasn't that long ago but still the civil war the family rag
So yeah, well, my dad still he uses it, but not right. Something my, my grand great grandfather was look, bragging the, it. The day it was yeah, but the day it was invented, everybody's like, "This is, I got to get my hands on that stuff." That had to be like an Back unbelievable. Then, it started commodity. out of New York, so it had to work its way oh. down to the other states, and they didn't. And the last their railroads weren't even no Arkansas all the way didn't in. get it real early, and the. Ugh. By 1865, you get your paper. That's why everybody wanted to live next to creeks. Not for drinking water, so they could dip their disgusting asses in there. But yeah, this family does that. But your friend tells us about it, and then I start getting articles sent to me about people who still do it because it's environmentally smarter, and it's better for plumbing and all that other stuff. But it isn't because, yuck, then you got to go wash those. And then can you imagine going back in and seeing the cleaned, folded family rags ready for use? Again, and like, is that like I wouldn't use the fa- if I stayed at your house, Brady, and you had a thing of clean, yeah, you're a guest family ass rags that you and Kirby have used together. <laughs> you, you'd have your own rag. <laughs> I wouldn't, I would have a room at a resort where a guest belongs. And your friend said he enjoys the idea of taking huge <laughs> in people's houses. And then he started, yeah, I, thought, I never knew that about him. Yeah, he said, I really enjoy that, though. You know, it's like kind of marking my territory, really. I don't mind going into some <laughs> stuff. And then he tried to cover it by going, you know, I'm all about God and family. And taking huge <laughs> in little girls' bathrooms. Is he a German shepherd? He's yeah. got to mark his territory? <laughs> yes. What is this? And Brady just stood there patting him on the back. Okay, I think it's about time we wrap this. Let's get out of here. And, because me and Dr. Tooth were going back and forth about how he's <laughs> on Brady's. And he's got enough money in his life to go stay at a resort. Go stay in a resort, Dr. Tooth. It's disgusting. You're you're turding up some little girl's bathroom. That's gross and sad. <laughs> Poor Kirby. Eccentric indeed. Oh, yeah. No One question. of the smartest guys I Very, know. And it, yeah. that's why you know when he starts breaking down things. And- yeah, but, he, but it, what he was breaking down yesterday was it, it was like seemingly waxing nostalgic about the days prior to toilet paper and how smart we all were. Uh-uh. I didn't want to look into the history of and it. I told he him, knew it. He goes, yeah, but they did it. I'm like, yeah, but they lived to be like 29 because they were constantly eating each other's <laughs> without even knowing it. With that cauldron of poop that they they washed their clothes in. Ugh. No, Hope no. you're enjoying your breakfast, everybody. Anyway. Then I, the husks. There should be a house guest tax. It should never happen. Especially like the, Kirby should get, the, every house guest should pay whoever, especially this guy who's like no problem with. He took seven or eight dumps. Crap tax? Yeah, a crap tax. So if you take up somebody's bathroom, if it's a shared bathroom with a kid who normally has it, you got to give that kid a hundred bucks for every every day that you deuced in there. Oh, here, kid, there's another C note because you're saving hundreds of dollars by not staying at a resort. The least you could do. Let's go into that poor little fourteen year old girl's room. She's gonna walk into your old man filth that that smoke and feces fog that you've created. We have a hazmat bathroom. crew in there this morning. It's gross. That is just gross. Poor Kirby standing there. Uh, it smells so bad. That dude walks in, gives her a couple hundred bucks. It's kind of worth it. You so, should always have to pay for being a house guest. Always. Because he moved out? Moved out yesterday. Yeah, he's uh, okay. with his daughter. Uh-huh. Uh, but good news, the ghouls uh, might be able to say hi to Dr. Tooth. He's going to go to the zoo tomorrow. <laughs> oh, is he going with you tomorrow? Yeah, he wants to check it out. <laughs> Guarantee he's going to find a bathroom. And wipe with one of the animals, probably. That's how they used to do it in the 1800s. You just find a rabbit and scrub it up against your beehole. Dr. Tooth, yeah. He ruined my phone yesterday. He's going to grab Luna the sloth from Christy and <laughs> yeah. use it. They're slow. They're easy to wipe with. They don't fight back. Luna, stay clear. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, hang on to Christy for dear life. Otherwise, you're just going to cut little swatches off of Christy's clothes and start using those. <laughs> Toilet paper is bad for the environment. You're bad for the environment. And he just jumped over the idea. I'm like, get in the shower and wash that thing. Why? I've got the family cloth. And that's what it's called. The family cloth. Yeah. Human beings are gross. That's why none of them are allowed in my house. And then he tried to invite me to his house. Like, like there was going to be some. Doors open. Doors open. Like he's looking at me like, now you say it. And I'm like, well, not at my house. F- you. <laughs> Mad dumper. You seem like a pleasant sort. Well, I, you know, I get to have dinner with Brady. I can have dinner with him without taking a <laughs> in his daughter's bathroom. And none of you room. got to him a little bit. Uh, did I? Catch the on the way home. I, I'm sorry if I did anything to your daughter's bathroom. <laughs> never thought of it. <laughs> as for as smart as he, he is, he never once thought. I shouldn't do this to this little girl's bathroom. What would like think like you know? He says he's of God and family. What's the golden rule? Do unto others as you would like them to do to you. When he was a kid, did he want some dad stranger friend in there taking giant on all over his stuff? No. Well, I would have known if Kirby walked into a witch's brew, she would have let me know. It doesn't matter. It's the idea that now Kirby's you know got to put her ass where his ass was, and there's possibilities of old man. That's part of growing up as a kid. No, it's not. Part of growing up as a kid in a fortunate situation is she got her own bathroom. She's an only child. She doesn't need some. She's going to come across, you know, roommates. Yeah. You know, she'll have to learn that. And, and what's she going to learn, Brady? College. What's she going to learn? No. Dorm room. What's she going to learn? I'm better than f- sharing a toilet. I get my own. You're a better Sometimes human Sometimes you don't. Yes, get you your do. Own. Well, then you need to work a little harder and by Friday have your own f- toilet if you're worth your weight and salt yeah that is for her it's for you you're the dad you teach her a successful person has their own toilet you don't ever have to look at a toilet seat and go ah what the is going on and then see the stain on the back where the person doesn't know how to get their hand back there without bumping into the toilet seat so they ridge it ah I mean, the first last somebody else's stains on the bottom of the toilet seat and you're just looking like come on house guest clean it up in San Francisco, is like, Kirby, see this on the sidewalk? Yeah. You don't do that. No, that's right. Well, there you, are facilities. You, no matter where you're at, you can find you a know facility. What? You're also a, a man of the cloth, not the family cloth. <laughs> you teach her that God gave you the ability to clinch that thing up and save it until you get to a good place. You don't just have to get the feeling and run into the first dirt house you find. Like Dr. Tooth does. Well, nature's calling. Better go take a huge <laughs> on a little girl's dreams. She's probably got her bathroom all just like she wants, with like purple little butterflies on the wall or some colorful things. Like that's a girl's bathroom. I'm going to ask him today, is you know, because he does enjoy the the movement. <laughs> are, you little, the, are you the much. open house guy that checks out houses? <laughs> he takes dumps in open houses. No, I'm going to oh, ask him. That's I an can immediate see him. friend drop yeah. right there. I've done it before, you know. And he tells me it's unhealthy. Like, it's unhealthy for you uh, to mentally destroy Kirby's life when she's got to look down and see, you know, your Jackson Pollock painting on the bottom of her porcelain. Well, I guarantee you all his properties have good plumbing. <laughs> That's right. They, have to. they pass his standards. That's the other thing. The guy kind of humble bragged. I've got he millions. Did a little I've got bit. Millions, That's not and like millions of dollars. And what the hell's he doing at your house? Get a resort room. It's about family. He explained that. He it's about God and family. Well, I have news for you. That Hanging ain't your family. Are you family. guys related? Right. Not family. No. Then get your ass get, to the get finish. Get a resort. <laughs> I agree. Your He's friends. a great house guest. All oh, right. Stop it.
He fixed things. He did things. And your wife, now you're in a fight. It was a perfect stay, 48 hours. Because she said, uh, she goes, it was nice to have a man doing stuff right Ooh. in front of Brady. And I'm like, here we go. She did unload on Yeah, and then she goes, that drawer he fixed has been broken for seven years. And Brady and Allison says, wait a sec, maybe four. So, I mean, it wasn't a great counter, but it was still. Wasn't even close to four. (laughs) It broke about a year ago. Well, according to Ronnie. Still usable. In front of everybody, seven years you've left Still usable. Might sag a little bit, you know, dip down, but you can put the drawer in. She, and then she threw the thing in, and there was a whole lot of passive-aggressive punches in front of Dr. Tooth to you, because she threw in the, I was always told, either marry a handyman or someone who can afford one. And Brady is neither. I'm, and I'm for like, two. Oh, wait a second. Brady can afford a guy. Really? He's just too cheap to get one. Shut the <laughs> f*** up, lady. That's right. I'll stand up from a boy on that one. He's just cheap. That's all. You married a cheap guy who could afford a handyman. He can't afford them. You have two or three little projects like, uh, you know, like a fix there that like, yeah, I can do that. I'll get around to it. And it just. See, now you should have been more like me in that. Are your fingers broken? Because last I checked, you could dial up a handyman, too. (laughs) You're too busy sucking down lattes. And then it's a head button machine going. Yeah. Yeah, see, I could help. I'll take her. the high road. Uh, no, please, why? She wasn't. We didn't there. That's I didn't there. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> it was fun to watch Dr. Tooth uh, come in here and humble brag his millions, take a dump in Kirby's bathroom, and then make Brady and Kirby, or Ronnie fight right in front of us. Here it works. It was great. You missed a good one. Man. There was, a, there was a, another quality meeting before that because Dr. Tooth's ex-wife was out here visiting the daughter, too. Oh, boy. Had them all... Over, they want. She wanted to come say hi because I've known her forever. So brings the daughter over, oh. and she um, is not a fan of Doctor Tooth, <laughs> the wife. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, this is great. Bring her over, and he's still he's oblivious. And, was, and I, oh, Doctor Tooth, Blend, It was a great meeting. It was it was hilarious. But then afterwards, everybody's like talking crap. Nobody had everybody faked it, so it's a phony meeting. No, it it really wasn't because she. She didn't want to see Doctor Tooth. She wanted to see me, right? Because I've but Doctor Tooth was there. Yeah, and then so she was miserable at first. Yeah, oh, well, it was great. By the end of it, she was still miserable, and then she left to her daughter. Probably just hate your father so much. He's such an asshole. Do you know that he used to take <laughs> all over the house? He still does that. <laughs> it was like the uh, the guy with our vending machines years ago that yeah. said, "Oh, you'll know." Yeah, he had asked me. This is. 30 years ago? Yeah. What do you think of me and her getting together? And I said, my words were, lightning would have to strike one of you. <laughs> for this to work? Yeah. Okay. And, and they got together, but they were together for almost 20 years. Yeah. And then just fires. Well, there you go. Dr. Tooth, Brady's house guest, the millionaire who won't stay there. And he said, I said, stay at a resort, Dr. Tooth. And he goes, oh, why? So I can lay there in my soulless room. And I'm like, that's you being uncomfortable with being alone. There's something wrong with you. I don't want to be in a room alone and smell my own. I want people to smell that. I it's constant. It, what's hilarious is it's, Jay. You you did not grow up in the depression. <laughs> That's what I he mean. Does. He lives his life. He's, you think I'm tight? <laughs> I do. Well, Jay's like uh, <laughs> he's yeah. Oh, he made I it, mean, he made it clear. Above. He wants an outhouse. He's like he's big on outhouses, and I'm like, what is wrong with you? How do you think they did it in the 1600s? And I said, wrong. It's they a, did it f- wrong. That's why we fixed it. It's, like, it's a perfectly good system. <laughs> it works. <You're> crazy. 
I live in my soulless resort God. room. And I'm like, you don't want to lay in your own thoughts. You need a distraction so you don't hang yourself. Dr. Tooth, I'm on to you. But he was entertaining. I'll tell you that. Oh, it was funny. So entertaining. Not so much that I wanted to stay at the house any longer than maybe two hours. People are like movies. Two, two and a half hours, and I'm pretty much done here. And I'll judge you on whether or not you were good after those two. Do you stay at my house more than two hours? I'm starting to look at you like, what are you, a sequel? Let's go. I can't stand staying in somebody's house because, like, like you said, how, I can't dump at somebody's no, house. That's just, that's just right. rude. It's rude. Especially when Disgusting. there's a little girl yeah. sitting in her room going, i got to go in there and get ready for school. Like even some strange man. Even straight up family. No, I'm out. Right. <laughs> no, get a room. Yeah. Have some decency. Yeah, I stay at my sister still. That, um, Everybody, well, like immediate family might be all right. So, uh, Small yeah, town stuff. But yeah, of I mean, course you don't. Because you're oblivious to the fact that nobody should be a house guest. Everybody offers. Nobody really means it. The worst thing in the world is, hey, you could stay at our house anytime. And they're like, all right, I'm coming over. I'm like, oh, God. I didn't mean it, yeah. It was an empty gesture. I, I was being generous in a, in a lie. I thought that was enough. House guests. Yeesh. Especially in a city like this. Like, we lived in Sholo. You got no options. You got to have something for the person. But why are you visiting me in Sholo? I got up there for a reason. I'm hiding. Anyway, it's crazy. But I like Dr. Tooth. He was fun. I just don't want him in my home. I know it's like having Chat GPT at your house. <laughs> it's just a bot. He's tapped into his brain. It's ridiculous. <laughs> He's a bot. Uh, it's 613. Let's get a wake-up song for all you people who are still using the family cloth. And it always reminds me of the time I had that Mexican guy tell me, you know, a lot of uh, poor neighborhoods that, uh, uh, you know, in Mexico, they don't have the plumbing set up, so they tell you not to flush your toilet paper. So a lot of people were raised to just throw it away. And I've been in restaurants where I've looked and I've seen that. And like I've seen the toilet. And I'm like, wait a minute, that little trash can next to the toilet is full of poop. It's disgusting. Third world. I mean, you think yeah. about the amount of, uh, yeah, running water. We're not running. third world. No, yeah. but I'm just saying. We should never see it here. It's probably still majority that's, of the population. That's what makes it third world. That's what makes us better. That's why people swim here great lengths. People risk their lives to come here. Most of it's plumbing. Imagine if you were, I, I, like, you, you, if you came here one time and saw a flushing toilet for the first time, you're like, oh, this is paradise. I, they don't care about the politics. They just want toilet paper and a place to flush. They're living in a house with uh, trash cans full of poop tickets. Yes. Ugh. Ugh. And that's why they're called whole countries by good presidents. <laughs> uh, let's get a wake-up song. 585-9800. A good one. We'll scream it together. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! You've been listening to the daily podcast of Holmberg's Morning Sickness, brought to you in part by your Valley Chevy dealers. You can drive away in a brand new Chevrolet this President's Day. Visit valleychevy.com for details.